everyone. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Funny Business Podcast. We have an awesome episode for you today. We were just rolling through these episodes. Mike, I'm just going to get into it. How's it going today? I really have nothing planned for this. No, I can tell you don't have anything planned. Usually before the show, Matt's like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to say. And yeah. today today is one of those days, huh? Yeah, I got Oh, I got something. Okay. This is kind of not really an entertainment topic, but did you see that everyone's freaking out about that meteor? No, there's a meteor coming to the earth. All right. So, <laughs> first of all, this is like the fourth meteor that we've supposedly is coming at Earth this Ooh. year. Like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? It's the size of a fridge. I mean, dude, think about it. The size of a fridge coming at you? No, it, for, no, I don't buy this. I don't buy this at all. First of all, there was a report that NASA, there was a meteor that passed us this weekend that NASA didn't know about until afterwards. I don't believe that at all. Uh, this is like the fourth meteor we've heard about. Now, the only funny part is it's supposed to hit like the day before the election. That's That's funny. Yeah, that would. Be, could you imagine that? Oh my gosh, Twitter would actually burn <laughs> oh, down. Oh man, yeah, that would be insane. All the Twitter trolls, but but Matt, I'm I'm doing well. I'm I'm ready to to run another podcast. Episode nineteen, right? Yeah, it's Holy crazy. Holy crap! Yeah, I was thinking about that today. Like we've been doing this for like four months. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. Like, like it just feels like we started like yesterday. I, I mean. <laughs> feels like a millennial for me but that's like (laughs) but uh no i it's it's one of those things where you come back and you know you could completely just have a a shitty day and you know you literally could be on a podcast and literally talk about just absolutely what you want to talk about or just talk about things that are completely not related to work or school or anything that's that's bothering you so i i feel like after your introduction i was like you know what I'm at the Funny Business Podcast. It's it's time to have some fun. So <laughs> I, I love podcast days. I always wear my me undies on podcast days. Make me feel good. I wear, I have a beer with me on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean that a, works too. Yeah, yeah so, whatever, uh, whatever you got to do to get yourself in the mood. Man. The, <laughs> we don't do this podcast drunk yet. <laughs> yeah, yet uh, is the keyword. Yet, yet is the keyword. We might do that. How about episode twenty? Let's call it right now. I mean, yeah, that'll work for you for next week. Perfect. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah. So Matt's going on vacation, everybody. So yes. that's not even gonna yeah, be. Yeah, so I'll probably I was gonna be drunk regardless. Oh right? my god. So I'm gonna Okay, so we <laughs> probably have to do it. I mean, unless I just start taking start ripping shots after work. Yeah. I mean, you do you, boo boo. I I don't know. I might have to drink throughout the podcast. We'll plan it out. We'll plan, we'll plan it. it out. Episode yeah. twenty. The drunk the first drunk podcast of the funny business podcast that's been recorded that it's a drunk podcast <laughs> sounds like a genius idea to me genius my friend well we're gonna jump in today's topics for today of course we're gonna start off with the entertainment portion of the funny business podcast matt we're gonna start off believe it or not with a food topic a food related topic for today this is an old article but i certainly would like to talk touch upon it because it, it's a hilarious story that a police report actually had to write up um it is reported by the huff post um, and it says that a pizza shop owner thwarts robbery by t- tossing pie at suspect. Um, so, Matt, this was happening in Greenwood, Delaware, um, at the Stargate Pizza. Um, so, the Stargate Pizza was closing down um, the shop for the night, and uh, a man. Here we go with another with a machete. Here we go, another machete yep. story. <laughs> that was my first thing. They left out a pretty big part of the story in the in the title without saying that the guy had a machete yeah i mean we did talk about people that like that that kink kinky stuff about machetes yes. but 
yeah. just wrong house if you remember that way back when. But um, so the man approached him with a machete, was demanding money. Um, he said he uh, the the pizza pizza shop owner said uh, he didn't have any, um, and uh, as he was trying to I guess use force, um, the owner of the pizza shop actually threw a pizza at him, um, and then it caused the uh, the guy to flee and uh, in a car. Um, and the shop owner actually wasn't injured. Did this guy forget that he had a machete? I, I <laughs> like it, he threw a pizza dough at him. It's not like he threw a car. He, he, he you could have cut the pizza in half. I feel like the nerves actually get somebody as far as you know when it comes. I mean, I've never robbed anything before, so of course I'm not speaking from experience. But I feel like nerves get to you so much that you have a fight or flight mode, and I think this supposed robber ended up having a flight mode and decided to fly away with the situation. So I get that, but I feel like if you're going to rob a store, you should know if you're fight or flight. Like, I I would probably be flight, so I wouldn't try to rob a store. But, like, why would you bring a machete and you're not even going to try to use it? I guess it's just for intimidation factor. Maybe he actually didn't know how to use the machete. I mean, he I just would, kind of used it for like to be like intimidating. I would hope that somebody who's wielding or at least owns a machete knows the the uses or just the cause of using machete. But I, I don't. Point. I I mean, today's society is kind of freaking me out uh, as far as their uh, intellectual ability. So I I don't want to speak upon the said robber. But um, you know, I I I'm very much so. Uh, surprised by this story and um the the press release that came out from the police department said that um it well the huff post reported that the fact that they weren't sure how the pizza was disposed of why the heck was that an important piece of the information as far as the police disposing of the pizza like i get it could be used as evidence but it's not part of a police report that should be included <laughs> yeah i mean it's not like they used uh, well i hope they didn't use the dough to actually make a pizza yeah, that'd be... I guess they couldn't because it's technically evidence, so then that would be discriminating, you... or not discriminating. I can't think of the word. Uh, like tampering rid of the evidence. evidence. Tampering, tampering the evidence, yeah. But, like, what, what were they supposed to do with it? I don't know, Matt. And and what's funny is when it comes to, like, now, now here we go. We're jumping into another profession. We don't know anything. Uh, investigating or detective work. <laughs> so you ever see, it like, any of those, like, detective shows and they see, like, some of the evidence? They put it in a paper bag. Yep. How are they going about doing putting the pizza in the said? You, you got to get one of those giant like saran wrap bags. Tra- trash can, uh, trash, trash, trash bag. Trash maybe? bag, maybe yeah. a trash bag. That's a little too big. But, yeah. You know they have like those saran wrap bags that they don't really have like a, a like a a close to. You just mm-hmm. kind of tie it up. Maybe they did something like that. I mean, let's be honest here. For the guy to run away, that's been thrown with a pizza. Like the dude was tossed at a pizza. The pizza must have been huge for that to happen. So, was it like a cooked pizza, or was it just pizza dough? Like, it, was he flipping it like in the air, and then he just like spun oh, it at him? Spun. That's the next superhero. <laughs> Uh, Matt, I, I I haven't necessarily seen it in the news release, let alone the uh, the report. However, you know, I think the situation came about that the fact that it was in the front of the store. And nine times out of ten, when you're at the front of a store of a pizza shop, there is usually cold pizza that is sitting on top of the um, pizza trays that are on top of that. So 
Yep. Possibly could have been, you know, just quick reaction. Instead of pulling the gun from the drawer, you actually pulled the pizza from the shelf and threw it at the guy. So I, I, I guess that is one possibility. But the other possibility, which I hope is the case, is he was flipping pizzas and he literally tossed it at him. Give, but, giving it the good old Mamma Mia in the yeah. air and just like flings it at him. <laughs> Mamma Mia, the robber or, goes down. <laughs> or he's got one of those... Uh, not not the frying pans, like the pans they slide it into. I almost call it a spatula. It's kind of like a big yeah. spatula. It's a pizza but he spatula. Took it right out of the oven, just flung it at him. Whack. <laughs> that would actually. Then I could understand why he left because he got, could get got burned. Yeah, I, that'd be the way to do it. I it, dude, I think we are making the next superhero, modern superhero in the making. Like we always say that, like pizza delivery driver drivers are are superheroes without capes, but. Really, this yeah. guy is becoming the next Marvel character that I that I think that could be created. Uh, Pizza Man. Pizza Time, as they would say. Yeah, he could go up against uh, Bagel Boss Guy. Bagel Boss. Is that a thing? Remember? Yeah, remember the little short guy that was on Bruce Oh, Bristol, yeah. He was, like, yelling at he's Bagel freaking Boss Guy. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like the final, the final uh, boss level for Pizza Man. <laughs> Bagel Boss Guy. <laughs> Wasn't he like... Everybody was making fun of how tall he, not how tall he was, but no, how he short was like he was. Five foot. Yeah. yeah, and they were also making fun of him too. So oh, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. He, but he had like a bad history. Like he would like go at people and like v- use it for his own YouTube. Like he wasn't, he was not a good guy. Yeah. And uh, for this, those, this, our pizza guy could definitely kick his ass. For for those who are are watching the YouTube video, I just noticed something. Um, bop. I'm gonna switch over to the the double <laughs> the double. Uh, what do you call it? The two video way because we're doing it in speaker view. Yes. So you're gonna have oh. a fun visual camera cut just now. But <laughs> nice. nice, happy, happy, happy pod, happy Friday, everybody. So <laughs> even the pros make mistakes yes. sometimes. Well, it's not even a mistake. It's just just a little no. little yes. touch. Um, yes, but yeah, man, I, I'm really intrigued to see uh, if this robber, apparent robber, I should say, I don't even call him a robber because he really didn't take anything. No, um, but I'm sure that this pizza, Stargate Pizza, um, got some pretty good business after the fact that the police report was actually made. So, oh, I'd go there absolutely. Yeah. You gotta support the guy that stood up for himself. And maybe we could say, hey, how did you throw that pizza? <laughs> that, I need a follow-up story. Like, I need to know how he did it. Matt, if I see one, I will let you know, and we will certainly yeah. take that again as a follow-up in the Funny Business Podcast. But um, moving on to yet another quote, food. Um, we're moving on to the drink section um, of the Funny Business Podcast. Matt, I swear to God, if you have a food topic for the Take It, um, it will just come full circle. I'm seeing no reaction here. No comment. No comment. Okay. That, that gotcha. is, yeah, I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> I gotcha. So, Matt, we're moving on to one of the crappiest beers that um, is. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, so, as some of you are aware, um, there are a lot of California fires that are happening. Um, duh, in California. Um, and uh, there's been a lot of people that have been evacuating have been trying to relocate and have just honestly been trying to survive this wildfire that's been going on but we had a new segment that came up um that was from upi.com that was saying that uh man uses bud light to keep wildfire flames away from california home and i was like my gosh we got to take a look at that because both of us like beer both of us uh love saving the earth to a degree um and uh yeah, dude, fires. So the funniest thing that I want to mention out of this whole entire uh, uh, newspaper, uh, this article, I should say, newspaper, this article, I should say, 
the dude's name that yep. saved his home. I <laughs> kid you not. I just saw this. I, I was hoping this is where you were going. <laughs> was Chad Little. Chad. Brad and Chad. I wonder if his neighbor's name is Brad. <laughs> Unreal. Maybe he made his, named his first firstborn Brad. Could you imagine having that? Oh, so, my God. Um, so, so talking about the, the key points to the story. Um, so Chad Little said he decided to stay behind when his family evacuated um, their vacayville home last week um, as the, the complex fires approached their neighborhood. Um, you know, as far as what Chad, I, they they kept addressing him as a little. Let's address him as Chad. Yeah, yeah, uh, a Chad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Chad had hoses set up around the house to provide consistent source of water to keep the flames away from the house, but started worrying when the water to the area was shut off. Um, so what Little did was he said that he pulled a thirty pack of Bud Light, started pulling away some of the sheet metal from the wall of his workshop, and used the exposed nail to pop holes in the cans so basically what he was doing is basically setting up more of a barrier to prevent the house from catching on fire i want to say that's not the most brad chad move but it's certainly one of the most uh it what is the word innovative innovative Innovative. moves as far as saving a fire i mean brad and chad's they know what to do with their beer and in this case they helped save save this home from fire and i think also didn't it say that Part of their house burned down like five years ago from a fire that happened in their kitchen. I believe it did. Um, however, yeah. there was no Bud Lights uh, saving this uh, no. kitchen at this instance. No. So yes, but it, it, it yeah, we're making fun of him because his name's Chad. But he did do a good thing. <laughs> he did because his family. He is the only one that stayed, so his family did evacuate. So he would was very brave. It's just kind of funny that you know a guy named Chad had Bud Light to help him save his house. I you can't you can't write a better story than that, Matt. No, <laughs> you really can't. I I hope that um, you know, Brad. Ch- I almost called him Brad. Chad. <laughs> you always forget about Chad. Um, I hope that Chad uh gets the notoriety that he deserves, and who knows, maybe he'll be the next uh, NASA person to be sending somebody up on the moon via uh, Bud Light cans, all made together, recyclable Bud Light cans, into a spaceship. This is also the most unchad thing a chad has ever done in the history of chads right because chads usually just watch the fire and just yeah he would just be like cracking open the bud light and like sitting on the back well not the back ports but sitting away and <laughs> i mean he'd still be sitting on the back porch just, that's <laughs> yeah i mean he'd be running in saving his beer bong and the pong table and uh, props to this dude he, he i don't think Maybe his name's not actually Chad. We we are like, so sorry for anybody who's named Brad or Chad that listens to our podcast. <laughs> and honestly, like on a, a serious note, like stay safe if you're in California. Yeah, and we hope no one's house actually does burn down. But this guy's name can't be Chad. Can't I there's no I way. No man, it's impossible no. to. I don't know. It depends on if it's fake news or not. I mean, I try to. Try to make sure I fact check these. Now, it would be a Chad thing to make up this story. Matt, we're not going to go into that. <laughs> I'm not make up the story, but making up that the Bud Light saved his house. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe he did something to save it, but throwing in the Bud Light part, that would make it a Chad. I, Chad yeah. Mask. No, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right about that. I think that's that's a total Chad move. But yeah. uh, I I just, I'm so surprised by this story. I really can't say anything more about it besides that. Good for you, Chad. That's all I have to say. Yes, seriously, no, good job. 
Yeah. I'm sure your family's very proud of you. We're happy you're mm-hmm. home safe. And just another thing that people should buy beer because you never know when you're going to need it. Only you can prevent forest fires. Buy yourself a can of Miller Lite today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to move on to our final topic for today. Now, Matt, we had some exciting news that happened uh, this past weekend. Uh, Matt, do you, uh, I mean, it's, it's your story technically, but uh, would you care to share um, what happened this past weekend? Yeah. So I had a, one of my family members was unable to take care of his dog anymore. So we were looking this past week and especially this past weekend to, to get him a home, you know, cause we weren't able to keep him ourselves. So we put, I put it out there on Facebook where we wanted to keep it, you know, give it, give the dog to someone to someone that we had a relationship with or at least someone we knew. So I figured putting it on Facebook, someone would Because you're up. friends with everybody you truly know on Facebook. <laughs> well, at least someone that we kind of knew. Yeah. And it turns out we found someone that we kind of knew. It would it would be Mike Swift and Jenna. Yep. Jenna's yeah. family specifically. Jen, so. Jenna's family, yes. Little Chase. Chase is a poodle. Absolutely adorable. Um what was funny was um, <laughs> once I heard that they were actually visiting the dog, I was like, well, actually, Jenna suggested it to me. I'll give credit because she she gave me a lot of flack on last week's episode, let me tell you. So <laughs> trying to make sure the story's right this time. Um, but she actually suggested it to me that I would come down and uh, see the dog myself. And I was like, well, I get to see the dog. I get to see Matt. Yep. I get. I haven't seen your family in quite some time either. So your mom and yep. dad and your brother Stephen. So, um, you know, just as far as that, like it was just a nice opportunity. And let's just say we were together once again after our in-person podcast. <laughs> but um, no, I I was super happy to see that um, Jenna's family wanted to take Chase. And dear God, that dog is a cute. I mean, all dogs, all puppies, puppies, dogs are just adorable. But Chase specifically has a smile on his face all the time. Huge yeah. lap dog doesn't like once you got him settled on like will not budge if he's comfortable with you, um yeah. and is quite the walker as far as what we experienced this past weekend. I mean, especially your family has seen every time we've taken him out, like always wanted to somehow just adventure a little bit more out into the wilderness or the backyard of your your house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm usually not a small dog person, but he is probably the cutest small dog that I've ever interacted with in my life. Now, I have to ask because people have been asking me. I don't know why I'm getting vetted all these questions. Is Chase going to grow into a decent-sized poodle or is he going to stay at that size? No, he is, we believe, a mini poodle. <gasps> Stop. Yes. So Aww. so his his papers say like a toy poodle, okay. but he's a little bigger than a toy poodle, gotcha. so he is a mini poodle. So he's going to Yeah, so he's going to be size. pretty small his whole oh, life. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I'm oh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Oh. So I thought today on the podcast, we would actually talk about um, some of our, our dog moments or memories um, that that has certainly uh, been a part of our lives itself. And, you know, kind of the, the whole chase story kind of influenced this uh, this topic, if, if you couldn't tell already. But um, Matt, I, I kind of want to hear because you also have another dog, too, as quite the personality, uh, <laughs> Miss <yes>. Daisy. <laughs> Daisy May is quite the lady. Um, but but talk to me, Matt, about some of your like best dog moments that I think you've experienced in your in your whole lifehood. So I'll give one with Daisy. I'll give one first with my my middle dog. I've had three dogs in my life. Okay. We had Bandit was an uh, English Springer Spaniel. Uh, he we didn't have him for too long. Then we had Boomer, 
who was a yellow lab, a male yellow lab. Okay, boomer. Funniest story we had with him <laughs> was we had a picnic at our house once, and my uncle got, literally got a burger, put all the toppings on it, set it down on the table, turned around to grab a beer, turned back around, burger was gone, boomers chomping out on it. He like jumped up on the table, <laughs> just completely took the whole burger in one bite and just was going to town on the oh, floor. Oh, goodness. Um, but the better story I have is with, with my Daisy May. So Daisy is going to turn 10 in October. Really? May have made that up. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so when she was like, I want to say two, uh, she was in the backyard with my mom and they were just playing and stuff. And my mom heard the UPS guy pull up cause she was expecting the package. Well, Daisy heard him as well. So Daisy starts taking off after the USPS truck who's parked outside. So the UPS guy gets out, goes to the greeter. Well, Daisy's just doing laps around the UPS truck, ends up jumping in the back of the truck, like in the back of the UPS truck, is bouncing around this truck. Packages are flying all over the place. You can hear him breaking and stuff inside the box. And she was in there for like a solid minute until my mom coaxed her out of there with a piece of cheese. She only got out because she got a piece of cheese. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the UPS guy was totally fine with it. And now every time he comes and every time the mayor lady comes, they always leave her a little treat. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Yep. That's... There was even another time, this uh, like a couple months ago, the uh, UPS lady came, or no, the mail lady came, and Daisy w- was outside, walked up to the mailbox, literally sat down and just opened her mouth like, please give me the <laughs> treat now, and she just plopped it right in her mouth. Like, she just, she knows it comes every time. I've only, I've only met Daisy twice in my life, I think. Daisy's also like 95 pounds. She's a horse <laughs> of a dog. Horse. And it's not, it's not that, I mean, I'm sure you saw this past weekend. It's not that Daisy, um, so, so Daisy actually has, I, I don't want to call it, it's, it's not, it's, uh, Daisy has a handicap, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, like with yeah, her she's legs. Yeah, she's got two, two, she's got two blown ACLs two, in her back legs. Two blown ACLs. And it's not the fact that I'm making fun of her and how she walks. It's just, Daisy, oh, Daisy May Waddles has a bright personality. Yeah. Like it's just it's so funny because this past weekend when we were looking at Chase, Daisy just wanted all the attention because yeah. it just she knew. Like she knew that there was oh, going to yeah. be some type of interaction to the height in which Daisy could be reached and that yep. it was just it just Daisy was like I want it. I want it. She's, I want it. She's like the smartest dog we've had. She also gets like super bad anxiety around people and other dogs. So she'll just like start crying like all the time. Mm-hmm. She cries all the time. Yeah. But she's the best. That's crazy. But um, no, I was going to say, what's your, what's your dog memory yeah. that you got? So what's funny, Matt, is you said that you had three dogs. I actually had three dogs myself, believe it or really? not, I didn't in my know lifetime. That. Yeah. Um, so we were, we were fortunate enough to have uh, two German, two German shepherds. Um, so we started off with, I, 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 I believe to this day is one of the best, um, dog breeds ever, um, is a German shepherd. Um, we had one that started out with Haas, Haas, younger years. Awesome name. Yeah. That's, it's such a cool name. H-A-U-S. Um, and then we had a second one named Molly. And then of course, you know, the little pupper, the little half border collie, half English shepherd, little, little chuckle or, or Charlie, as we call Charlie's his real name, but he calls Chuck, Charles, Chucky, Chuck, all these things. Um, but I guess the one thing about Haas, Haas was really the glue that kept my family together and not in the sense that like, you know, separated fights or whatnot, but like Haas 
was a true definition of being a family member. Um, and, and it's more the two, the two stories that I'm going to share, um, are pretty serious. Um, so they're not like hilarious, like Daisy jumping in the back of UPS, but like truly is a true testament that dogs are so amazing and they're, they are a part of the family no matter what happens. Um, so Haas was outside and my dad was working and from the story, I was very young at the time from the story that I was told, there was a truck that pulled up at a four way at a three way stop at her old house. Um, and a pit bull actually got off the back of the trunk, started chasing for my father. Hoss actually jumped in front of my father and took the bite that the pit bull was actually going to go for my father. Um, and you know, my dad was smacking the pit bull with a shovel, like just could like, and like Hoss, like you saw visibly Hoss had, Hoss had the teeth sunk right into, right into his neck. And that's crazy. Hoss was the, the superhero of, of my, you know, and, and dad absolutely loved Haas. Like I get emotional just like thinking about it. Like it just Haas protected the family, especially cause my mom was a stay at home mom for all three of us until, you know, she was able to start working <laughs> the postal clerk <laughs> and also mowing lawns with dad as well. But, um, you know, it just, Haas was just such a great dog and you know Molly too Molly was a little territorial in the sense but again Molly did not care for anyone else besides our family so it's a true testament to that but little Charlie on the other hand <laughs> dear god so it was a surprise to me that we were getting a new puppy and it was back my junior year in college yes these the, time flies I can't believe it but junior year in college yes we're getting a dog oh my gosh the pictures my mom sent <laughs> completely just sold sold by it so um what was fortunate enough for me was that um my mom and dad had work and both my brothers went to school so the only person that got to stay through that developmental stage was me um so charlie i used to take charlie out all the time used to feed him did whatever my mom's probably gonna be like no you didn't but i did <laughs> um and with Charlie, there was the one night I was um, taking him out at night. Um, this was still in the stages where you had to, like, get up early in the morning, get up for lunch. Like, you had to go every time he drank water for crying out loud. Right, right. Um, and it was late at night, and we heard birds for some reason. The birds just start flying in our direction. I'm like, what is that? This big black figure decides to start crossing our front property. And I believe it was a bear. Oh, no. It was a bear. Charlie's instinct decided to go back to the house and pull me away. So I ran with him. I was like, I just, I I can't. As anyone would do when the bear was going. And I was freaking, (laughs) like, I I was, like, completely just disheveled. I was like, like, and and Charlie was right there, right next to, like, kind of like, you know how, like, as he's not a little dog, but, like, a decent-sized dog. Charlie just... Got up nice and soft, like he like always does when he greets me, but just nice and soft came up and just was like, You okay, dude? And I was like I was like, This this is the dog. This is the dog that is again a testament to what Hoss and Molly did. And Charlie is the <laughs> will greet you at a moment's notice, but you know, it's just one of those testaments that like dogs are literally a man's best friend. And Charlie has sold me because originally I didn't like dogs at one point. Like I actually had a really bad experience with a dog that bit the side of my my uh, my side, 
Yeah, mm. great anatomical work, Mike. Um, bit the side of me, and uh, just I could not could not interact with any dog in particular, small, large, friendly, not nice, all these right. things. But Charlie was just one of those dogs that changed me forever. And you know, I probably wouldn't have the experience that I had with Chase if it wasn't for Charlie. I'll be completely honest. Like yeah. Charlie, if you're listening, good boy, good boy. He was a good ten boy. Out, <laughs> 10 out of 10 would give pets. Yes. No, I mean, dogs are just the most loyal animal, mm-hmm. mammal. They're more loyal than people. Yeah, right. Like, we don't We don't deserve dogs. We really don't. We really, we don't really don't. We don't deserve dogs, and dogs deserve longer lives. Yeah. And I'm sure there's much better stories than what Matt and I have shared. So if you do have a story, oh, sure. please feel free to leave us uh, an at or a mention or a comment in our funny business social media um, when we come back, Matt's got another slew of sports topics for today. Don't go anywhere. Okay, let's slide into the sports segments for today. We're going to start off with some NBA basketball talk because that's really the biggest thing that's going on right now. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the Clippers Mavericks. So as of recording of this podcast, this episode, it is a 2-2 series thanks to Luka Doncic. So we've talked about Luca before on the show. He is here's what I really want to get into. So he he hit a buzzer beater against the Clippers. I think he had 41 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists, insane numbers. He's had two triple doubles in four career playoff games. It's crazy. He, this is going to be his league for the next 15 years because he's like he young, he's absolutely right? he's 21 years old. Younger you than us. You know what we were doing when we were 21? We were I was popping Motrin every Friday morning because I had a headache from the night before. <laughs> it's like, I was like, something with drinking, Matt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this dude's just dropping triple-doubles in the playoffs. We are the, you know what the other thing people don't think about? Like, he's from Europe. Now, he's played professional basketball since he was, like, 16. Yeah. But he got drafted in 2018. This is, like, his third year of playing. Now, I don't know if he lives in the U.S. full-time. But this is only his third year playing professional basketball in the United States. That's a big transition. Like, you mm-hmm. got to learn, like, kind English. of a whole new language. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if he spoke a lot of English before, but all of his teammates pretty much speak English. They got to, you know, learn the slang that reporters use in here in America and just getting used to the culture. Like, this guy's gone through a lot, and he's, like, this is going to be, he's going to run this league for the next 15 years. I think for basketball, basketball is the universal language no matter where you are. That goes with any sport. Sport, Any sport is a universal language. And Luka Doncic, oh my God, what a guy. I mean, I remember when, I forget how many episodes ago, we brought my brother Trent on the show. And in my top 10, I put Luka at number nine. But I didn't mean that saying, you know, in the sense, but he has so many years left. And I really hope, I pray to God that Luka will stay healthy for his years to come, and he'll be able to actually dominate the league. And I hope he gets traded because I don't like Mark Cuban to a degree. What, so what you, what, hold on, Mark Cuban's a, an awesome dude. He is an awesome dude. He's awesome. I just, I guess what's burned in me, of course, me being the bandwagon guy, is how obnoxious he was when. And I get it; it's it's an NBA Finals trophy, but just how obnoxious he was in the NBA Finals when it was Dirk and was that it? But, yeah. Yeah, that was their first championship ever. I know, but like, you don't against, see... Against LeBron James, yeah, Wayne, yeah, yeah, Wayne, yeah, Chris yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, bandwagon, I was upset, but to to a degree, I just... Listen, 
he's great on Shark Tank because I feel like he always he always steps out of every freaking deal that goes by. <laughs> and that it just yeah, I I I was almost to the point when it was like that. I was like, stay on Shark Tank, kid. Like, <laughs> meanwhile, here's me being what is it? What was that? High school that 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 happened? Yeah, like freshman yes. in high school. I was like, yeah. stay on Shark Tank, loser. But I I have grown I have grown respect, but I do want to see Luca go somewhere that is bad. No, I'd rather see him in Dallas, honestly, because mm. I I don't. Where do you want to go see him play for the Lakers so that they win fifteen more titles, or Maybe. for the Celtics <laughs> so they can win fifteen more titles? LeBron's like, I got to see some new teams Le, get in there. LeBron's got twenty more years on him, so like you know they they must have been working on him in the lab. I mean, I'm sure he can tell Luca what what to do, and he'll be fine for the next. 60 years for all we know <laughs> probably and the other thing every time I, I see you know every time luca has a good game i hate going on twitter because <sighs> Suns fans talk about how we drafted deandre ayton number one overall in 2018 and we could have had luke and Doncic and devin booker for the next 15 years so that's always just great to see on twitter even though like deandre is going to be good for us like we could have had luca like that sucks sucks the suck <laughs> also people forget he was traded on draft night he got drafted by the Hawks, mm-hmm. traded to the Mavericks. Yeah, I bet. Could you imagine Luka Doncic and Trey Young? That'd be crazy. I can only imagine. They would have made the playoffs this year. Can only imagine how the Hawks feel right now. <laughs> oh my God! How every? I mean, the, every year. the King, the Kings took like Marvin Bagley, who I love Mar- Mar- Marvin Bagley because he went to Duke, but he's not a good NBA player. Um, we're gonna have another rendition of we did this a few weeks ago with Lou Williams. Uh, we're gonna play. I, I have a new name for it, so a new name alert. It's called Who Tweeted. So it is a Luka Doncic tweet. Oh gosh, let me pull up on my about phone. So Mike, about Luka, about Luka. Yes. Okay. So Mike, guess who tweeted? Okay. Quote. Yep. What are the What were the odds? Luka had shot three air balls from three yesterday. Regular season, he ranked the hundred fortieth out of one hundred forty seven NBA three point shooters, just thirty one point six percent. He was zero of ten in last minute close game shots. He missed the most free throws in the playoffs. All caps. Yet he made the game winning three. Guess he was due. Law of average. Who tweeted? Okay, can I can I boggle it down between a reporter and a player? Yes. You can boggle it down. <laughs> so oh, you want me to tell you? Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, sorry, I thought you were gonna have two options. Um, it is not a player. So it's a reporter. Sure. Oh my god. Okay. Um, it's a sports figure. Was it Shaq? No, it was Skip Bayless. Oh, that was my second guess. <laughs> yeah, so Skip's moving up. Well, he's not moving off LeBron takes because he's just going off on LeBron, which let's go into LeBron and the Blazers because the Blazers are dead. Yep. They have no shot in this series. Nope. <laughs> LeBron has gone off, and there's breaking news. Damian Lillard will not play in game five. I'm not surprised by that. A sprained right knee. Oh, well, I thought it was just yes. more so just not interesting. No, right knee sprained. <laughs> so now, like, they lost by, like, they were down by, like, almost 45 points the other game. They have absolutely no shot to compete. This game's going to be over in the first quarter, and the Lakers are going to go on to play either the Rockets or the Thunder. Ooh, that's a good matchup. Yeah, it's 2-2 two, two two right Rockets and Thunder? Rockets, Thunder is the 4-5. Yeah. We can talk on that too. The Thunder have found a defensive star. His name? Have you seen his name? No. His name is Lou Dort. Dort. D O R T. Dort. Lou Dort. Dort. He is on a D. 
beast. Wow. <laughs> Dort on I see D. what you did there. I see what you did there. He's a beast. He can't play a lick of offense. He'll make a corner three once in a while. But this is what you have to do against James Harden. You got to find one guy that's going to get under his skin. And Lou Dort is apparently that guy. Defense wins championships. That I am yes. 100% believing in that. <laughs> yes, it does. These Sixers are officially dead. So they got swept by the Celtics. Sixers fans are pissed, but happy at the same time because they fired their coach, Brett Brown. This was pretty, like, everybody saw this one coming because the relationship between Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons has not been good. And the team just played terrible in the playoffs and in the bubble. And Sixers fans, like, I know a few Sixers fans was talking to them during the playoffs. They actually wanted to get swept. Like, they wanted to lose, so they would fire their coach. That's a true Philly fan right there. That Absolutely. <laughs> couldn't draw it up any better. Um, so my question to you is, I think it's time for a rebuild in Philly. I know Philly fans don't want to say that. You have, They have to. Okay, it, but they oh, said hold on, that. Hold on, hold uh, on. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are not going to work together. No. You have to trade one. Yeah, you have to trade one of them. So what what bothers me about that phrase is that the fact that they've talked, I guess it's like Philly, Philly affiliated, Philly affiliated, say that six times fast, fast, um, Philly affiliated news stations have been saying, yeah, like we've rebuilt for so long and we've acquired some of probably the best players in the NBA what are we going to do to get us to the championship? Now we're saying, okay, now it's time to rebuild. Where the frick did that come from? Like, <laughs> It's funny because it's one of those things where, like, Philly, first of all, Philly Sports Talk Radio is just unlike any sports uh-huh. talk radio in the country. But they've always, for the last few months, like, they've been talking like, oh, like, if the season doesn't go well, we got to trade MB and people will be like, we got to trade Simmons. And usually Sports Talk Radio is just talk. I think it's actually going to happen. I think they're going to trade one of them this season. I wouldn't be season. I wouldn't be surprised and I I think I would and I think I would trade Simmons because I think you can get more in return for him and there's also not many Joel Embiid's growing on trees somebody somebody that can actually hit a three pointer that's actually yes. a guard <laughs> and Simmons is great but it, you can't have him as a point guard if you can't shoot threes but you're also going to get more in return for him because Embiid hasn't played great in the playoffs and he can kind of be a little more injured than Ben Simmons even though Simmons can also be injured. But they, they're a hot mess because they also have Al Horford, who just absolutely sucked in the playoffs. And he's got a big contract. Tobias Harris did not do well in the playoffs. He's got a big contract. Did you see the fall that he had in Game 4? I heard about it. Oh, I, my gosh. Once I heard about it, I did not want to see it. I don't know. So he actually walked off the floor. So what happened was he went up for a block, and his foot got caught. Mm-hmm. And he fell on his head. Not to be too graphic here, but he literally bounced. Like, his head, like, bounced off the floor. Like, he, there was blood on the court. And, like, they were giving the trauma signal. Like, they, I thought he was going to get stretched off. He walked off the floor, came back in the game, like, 20 minutes later. Oh, Absolutely the insane. worst headache in the world. Oh, my God. I don't oh. know how he didn't have a concussion. Yeah, right. Why That's they another back thing. In. If your head's bleeding, I feel like you shouldn't come <laughs> back in the game. That's just me. I don't know. I'm not a professional. But they, they got to make big changes. I'm also curious to see who they make as the new coach. I've heard they're interested in Ty Lue. Which mm. I Philly fans for some reason are not interested in that. He's a guy who won an NBA championship. Now, granted, he had LeBron, but just because LeBron was the best player in the world doesn't who, mean he's not a good coach. I don't understand that. Who was the New York Knicks coach before they fired him? Uh, David Fisdale. Could you imagine they hire him and it would be a 
double tra- a double hire for both baseball and basketball. Oh my gosh! That, yeah, I didn't <laughs> think that. That'd be crazy with Joe Girardi. Right? Yeah, had no idea. Right? Um, I, I've heard Mark Jackson. Okay. Which would, I don't think that would be too good. I don't. Yeah. Mark Jackson's one of those guys that like seems smart, but like you listen to him call a game on ESPN, you're like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> um. And then the other name I heard was Jay Wright, the Villanova head coach. Uh, yes. Okay. I don't. I don't think he'd make a great pro coach. I think I, I also like he's had a lot of NBA interest, but I don't know if he's too interested in going to the NBA. I think what it comes down to is the fact that there there needs to be a coach that can settle for personalities, and and I just mm-hmm. don't mean personalities between the players, just the Philly personality. I feel yeah. like that they need to find somebody that can tame that and can understand that, with the exception of you know the mentality of Philly that will will win at all costs, but there needs to be this some sort of distinction between okay play to win don't be jerks and that's the best way that i could put it and that's yeah i yeah that's I, I agree yeah it takes a special person to play and coach in philly i personally think tyler would be the best coach i mean there's guys that he's played for say i mean he's the smartest assistant coach in the league he's gotta he's gotta coach them like i mean, mean he didn't he didn't coach to his first championship we all know that I, I hate this narrative that like LeBron wins all the titles. Look at Eric. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to talk about Spolstra. the Heat. Look at Eric yeah. Spolstra. He's Spolstra's a top a three co- coach. Top three coach in the league. And then let's move on to the Heat because that's my next thing. Oh, Matt's I have a bold, pre- I have a bold prediction. Matt's heated. I, <laughs> I have a so the Heat swept the Pacers. I thought that series was going seven. The Heat are insane. Game five, they or game four, they held the Pacers to 87 points, which is crazy in today's league. Um, the Pacers had five guys that scored. One of those guys had three points. So they basically got all of their points from four guys. That's insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Their defense is crazy. Go ahead. No, I. it's just I'm taking time to process yeah. it. I was like, wow. And Jimmy Butler only had six points. He took five shots. Uh, the Bucks are up 3-1 against the Magic. They're probably going to win, so it's going to be Bucks heat I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I think the Heat are going to beat the Bucks. I am going to side you on that. Yeah. Because the Bucks aren't playing super well. I no. mean, they did lose game one to the Magic. And other than Giannis, like, the role players haven't played too well. And the Heat the Heat are, like, a, an actual team. Like, we have LeBron and Anthony Davis. We have Kawhi and Paul Playoff George. P, who can't playoff shoot in the playoffs ever. Like, he gave himself the nickname Playoff P, and he just sucks in the playoffs. Oh, uh, yeah. But you have these, like, teams that just have, like, two or three players. The Heat are an actual team. Now, granted, Jimmy Butler's good, but like, it's nice to see an actual team get together and perform well. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I would be very happy to see the Heat make it somewhat far in the playoffs. I mean, I know they only have one more round to go, but ideally, I think having that opportunity again, because they haven't had the opportunity in a while. They had crappy years after LeBron left, and then D. Wade actually took took the high road and went away too, but... Then they had to, of course, accompany D. Wade in his send-off celebration because he came back home. And there was just so many things that I think the Heat were just very much so occupied with that I, I would love to see them make a playoff run. Heck, I'd love to see them in the finals because I think it'd yeah. be cool. Could you imagine the Lakers versus the Heat in the NBA finals? Oh, Like Spolstra, who knows how LeBron plays versus LeBron who knows how Spolster coaches. Like it just Yeah. And not saying that it's coach versus coach, but I I'd be excited to see that. 
That'd be insane. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the biggest bitch in sports. His name is, we've talked about him before, Bryson DeChambeau. So we talked about him yelling about the fire ants, and then he yelled about something. He yelled about something else. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Well, he's back yelling about stuff. So he missed a putt on round one last week, and he turned into the gallery. Now, I don't know who he was yelling at because there's no fans, <laughs> but there was two people off to the side that were talking. And he, you can hear him on the mic. He goes, hey, can you guys like keep it down over there? Because I can hear you guys from the green. And then he goes, sound travels. Thanks, Sherlock. Didn't know that one. <laughs> like, can you just shut up and play golf? Uh, I hate this notion that like you have to be so quiet playing golf. I mean, I, I could get the focus. But again, when it comes to sports, a majority of it's mental. And if he's not in that mental game... He is the biggest bitch in sports. That's, that's He is. Like, he complains every week about something. But here's the other thing. Like, yes, I understand you're supposed to be quiet in golf. But I would like it. I, would like, I want the rules to change. When you go for a free throw, does the opponent crowd have to be quiet? <laughs> hey, guys, I'm trying to shoot box. a free throw. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to stay quiet for him. If you're in a way, if you're in a way team in baseball and you're up with two strikes out, does the opponent have to be quiet so you can concentrate? No, part of sports is playing in front of fans, and it should be part of golf that you can make some noise. And I'm not saying they can scream or whatever, but they shouldn't have to be super quiet and, like, the slightest noise they hear, they blame that for missing the putt or for hitting a bad shot. Why can't, like, just focus? Like, if you're that focused, you shouldn't be paying attention to the outside noise. Yeah, I mean, again, it boils down to a lot of the game is mental and the rest is skill. Um, You know, I... It it's tough to to play off the fact that those people actually caused him to miss. I think right now he's just trying to find excuses, and when you start finding excuses, you start lacking your skill, and it just becomes a whole mess for you eventually when it comes time for it. Like the late great Yogi Berra said, ninety percent of the game is physical, and the other half is mental. If there's a fork yeah. in the road. Take it. Take it. Yeah. Yogi Bear. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I should have waited for that at the end of our take it segment. <laughs> oh, man. I miss Yogi Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to baseball. So we had some news last week that we weren't able to talk about. So we're going to touch on this week. Uh, an unfortunate moment in broadcasting. So Tom Brenneman was the broadcaster for the Rays, used an anti gay slur on the air. So he was recording some sort of uh, sponsor segment and didn't think he was live and used an anti-gay slur. Now that doesn't matter that he didn't think he was live. Shouldn't be saying that anyway. So that was unfortunate. What was kind of funny in this situation was where he went to give an apology in the, like an inning later when he realized what he said. And as he's giving the apology, he starts his apology as he's giving it a player hits a home run which he proceeds to call the home run in the middle of his apology. It, it was hysterical. He, he He's giving the apology, and he's like, and there's a fly ball to left field, and a home run by Castellanos makes it a 3 nothing game. And the next line he says, I don't know if I'm ever going to put this headset on again. Here's what I Now, I'm glad we're having this conversation. As a communications major, oh, and as someone geez. who's called the sporting event. Yeah, I have. If you ever, if, <laughs> yes. If you ever had to give an apology live on a broadcast would you stop to continue calling play by play 
Here's the thing. Here's the thing that that I will. So first of all, I could not understand because I kept seeing just a home run on Twitter surfaced, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't get it. Why it, it's a home run? There's nothing else. But really, people were talking about. I should have listened. Here's the thing about your production team. Wow. Glad I get to use my degree in this. <laughs> yes, no, so, I, I, that's why I brought it up. When it comes to the production and when it comes to the show, you should find time for a segment like that. There is time when it comes for something like that. If an announcer wants to make an apology, talks to the production team saying, hey, I'd be interested in making an apology. I'm sure you guys are aware. The production team is like, okay, you have two choices. We can either fit you in the opening so that way it's done and out of the way. Or if you want to open back up after three outs and the pitching has changed and the batters have changed, you can do that. You do not do it during gameplay. It's not, those are, I mean, yeah, for a little banter in between, absolutely. Banter gets interrupted all the time. But if you're trying to make a serious point, don't do it in the middle of the game. Do it when you can and you know that you can make the full apology. And I feel like I'm calling him out on it. It's a cop-out. It's a complete cop-out. Did not want to say the apology. He does not feel sorry for it. And I really hope that there's some consequences, at least in, in this sense. And he looks like a total asshole for this. Now that I'm actually like putting two to two together, like he looks like a complete yeah. asshole because he did that. People aren't going to believe that he apologized because it's not genuine. It's the fact that he already... Like, as somebody who has ran games myself, if I was in the middle of apology, I would finish that apology. I don't care what's happening in the game because there's a bigger moment happening in the game. Home runs happen all the time, unless it's a game-winning home run. It wasn't a game-winning home run. It wasn't right. a stat-popping, record-breaking home run. It was a home run in the game. You don't do that, and that's the, the fine line. Don't do that. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, it, he sucks. He did. He didn't finish the broadcast. Like, they pulled him after his apology. Good. That's and all I have also, to say. <laughs> he also uh, calls football for Fox. He's not doing that anymore. They pulled him from that. It was just, like, it's an unfortunate moment. And the guy, you're right, he is an asshole. Right. It was, it was an unintentionally funny video. Like, the video itself is unintentionally funny because he's giving the apology. It's awkward. Just stops the call home run and then goes like, yeah, I probably won't ever put this on again. Like, yep. what are you doing? What are you, you, doing? you basically called out your own funeral after that. That's yeah, basically pretty, what happened. Pretty much. Like, people were saying, like, he was still trying to, like, audition for, like, a future job. There's no way this guy's getting a job again. He's done. Never. Absolutely done for. The other big baseball news last week was the San Diego Padres. They've had a hell of a week. Or the Slam Diego Padres, as some people Slam call them. Diego. So they made news last last week, early last week, when they were playing the Rangers. They were up six nothing or six runs. They had bases loaded. Fernando Tatis was up at the plate, who, by the way, is probably like the next young stud in baseball. Like throw that out there. He had a three zero count. He hit a grand slam on the next pitch. After the game, the Rangers manager was very upset. Called him out. For swinging at a 3-0 pitch when he's up six runs. I don't see the problem here. You don't get called Slam Diego for nothing. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Why are you mad at him for swinging at a 3-0 pitch? Why don't you get, one, mad at your team for being down six runs, 
Two, mad at your pitcher for throwing three straight balls to start the at-bat. Six runs is not that much. The, literally the next day after the, that happened, the Blue Jays were down seven runs in the first inning. They came back to win the game. Just because it's a 3-0, like six runs is not that much. He's still, he, he's got a swing. Like he's, he's a young player trying to make a name for himself. He can't just not swing the bat. Like he's trying to show what he can do. Yeah, no, you're right about that. You're com- yeah. completely right. And then they went on the next four games. They hit four Grand Slams in four straight games. They fit like five Grand Slams in the last six games. And their announcer had an all-time call after the fourth Grand Slam. was just like, welcome to Slam Diego. Slam, Slam Diego. Diego. That is, I mean, that sounds like Ron Burgundy. I was just going to say that. <laughs> no, that is that is like the best nickname in all sports. Like they're making t-shirts. They got to be making like thousands off Slam Diego. Absolutely insane. Crazy. The only other news I want to throw out there, I didn't put this in the show notes, but uh, I'm getting some messages on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So I announced wow, I'm a Flyers po- fan. Wow, you're popular. <laughs> well, from like people I know, I announced I'm a Flyers fan, and then the game won in round two. They lost four to nothing. People are saying I'm the bad luck charm. <laughs> you people need to chill. Like I've I've been alive since I've been born. Yankees have won like five championships. The Steelers have won twice. Dukes won like three or four times. Like people need to chill. Like Rome was not built in the day. Like I will let's throw the Suns out of the picture for this. <laughs> I will bring good luck to the Flyers. Like you people, stop bringing me your hate because I'm giving it right back at you. Flyers are gonna be fine. It's one game. They still have six games to win four. They're gonna be fine. You sound like a Phillies fan. What's that supposed to mean? A I'm a Phil- Flyers a fan. Fi- a Philly fan. You sound like a Philly fan. That's no, no, I'm not a Philly fan. I'm a Flyers fan. I'm still very upset last week when you said that me being a Flyers fan was just like me being an Eagles fan. <laughs> like, that's very offensive to me. Nothing's worse than being an Eagles fan. Oh. <laughs> we both can maybe agree being on that. an Eagles fan and a Phillies fan yeah. and a Sixers fan. That, those guys just... No, they suck. Yeah. Flyers are going to win the series, though. I'm confident. That being said, I believe that's all I have for sports for this week. It is time for Take It. So I know you alluded to what Take It may have been. It's food. It is food, (laughs) but it is right up your alley. Oh, dear. Oh, you're going to like this. See, we haven't yelled at each other in a little while. (laughs) Matt's just like, let's just yell at each other. The last few Take It's have been pretty calm. Yeah. For this one, smooth or chunky salsa? Smooth or chunky salsa? Yep. No, you're a big salsa. You oh. are the biggest salsa, salsa guy. Uh-huh. I can see you. <laughs> I can see you churning in your chair. I know you're the biggest salsa guy that I know. So I couldn't not ask this. You're right. You're totally right. Ah, oh, man. I'm going to have to go with chunky salsa. Mm. Because when you deal with did you call it smooth what do you call it so it's technically called <laughs> here comes here comes the salsa snot out of me <laughs> i was just thinking of like smooth and chunky peanut butter so they call it restaurant style salsa okay so the thing with your chips when it comes to restaurant style salsa it's like scooping soup and i'll and i'll say that again oh. scooping soup with your salsa chip with chunky salsa, you get to have some of the the greatest delectables that are that there is, and you're having more 
salsa to it because traditionally real salsa is is chunky like it's not this soup that is restaurant style i wouldn't mind having restaurant style but i'd rather prefer chunky salsa it's not soup it's better salsa i no. <laughs> this is <laughs> no here's, here's the thing all right go ahead it's first of all good restaurant salsa i'll call it restaurant salsa i just called it that because i was thinking like smooth or chunky peanut butter yeah that's just where I came it from. But good restaurant salsa isn't like soup. There's still a little bit of chunk in it. When you get like full chunky salsa, so, like there's like no juice. Like it's just like I you're eating that... onion, you're no. eating tomato. And you, it's not... you just never no. had good chunky salsa. No, there's I've never had good chunky salsa ever because chunky salsa is not good. Okay, so when you get scoops, like Tostitos scoops, mm-hmm. Why have restaurant style salsa? We could just scoop it up. What if there's a hole? What if there's a hole in the chip? Completely and ruined. You use the side of the chip, right? So you're just dipping where you can actually be no scooping. Okay. First of all, it's not like it's going to be a donut style chip. Like if there's a small hole, you just don't put the hole in the salsa. Yeah, but at the same time too, you're going to deal with that liquidity. <laughs> Well, that's wow, it's a, a big word. It's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I've learned the way of the salsa, my friend. Um, but you're going to have that liquid style. And with the chunky salsa, wait, let me be right back. Just, just, okay. just, just hang on. I, Matt, entertain the people for a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go off about restaurant style salsa. So, no, I'm going to mute you during this time, too. We're going to have no, some you're nice not. cuts. No, you're <laughs> not. So restaurant style salsa, people, for those who don't know, when he comes back, I'm going to bring up queso. Because he's not going to think about queso. Like you're not going to dip your chip into a block cheese when you when you use chips. You want something liquidy. You don't want chunky. Like if I want to eat chunky salsa, I'm just going to use a spoon. I'm not going to use a okay. chip. Well, now I had a nice talk with people. You hear that? Yeah, it's Tostitos. It's heaven. Check yes. out this amazing salsa that I got from Jim Thorpe. You're going to have to read it to me because I can't read yeah. it that far. <laughs> I'm blind. It is uh, Arizona Gunslinger Smoking Hot Chipotle Pepper All Natural Salsa. Now, let me tell you, I can't even open it because my hands are so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Lift much, bro? No, I can't. <laughs> okay, now I got it open. Okay. Now, taking a look at it, it does look like the, it does, to me, it does look like it's restaurant style, but it's chunky. And let me, let me prove it to you. Yeah, I would like to see this. Very intrigued. It's it's fantastic, by the way. I'm it, sure it is. I mean, but even you could get the, Chipotle corn salsa. Like, I, I I mean, I'd be getting those too. Look at this. It's a scoop. It's a fantastic scoop. Oh, I thought you were showing me the salsa. No, I'm gonna show it to you. Hang on. I've, okay. Uh, listen, I don't do this. I'm doing this for the podcast. I don't scoop straight from the jar. I pour it in a wonderful cup. Before I do that, so... If anyone wants to watch this, head to our YouTube page. Yes. Funny Business Entertainment. Okay. All look, right. Look how much stuff you get out of a chunky... Okay. <laughs> You're going to have to put the chip on the camera. Yeah. Look at okay. that. Okay. Okay. You can't do that with restaurant-style salsa. Yes, you can. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. No way. Okay. So here's my counterpoint to all this whole argument. And I, I the listeners already know my point because I told them. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is actually really spicy so, too. So, I, I, do you, what did you say? I ghost immediately pepper? regret this decision. <laughs> you said ghost pepper. Um, it's it's smoking hot Arizona gunslinger chipotle pepper. Yeah, that sounds hot. Yeah. Okay, so here's my counterpoint. 
when I eat chips and salsa, it's similar to when I eat chips and queso. Do you heat up your chips for 25 seconds in the microwave? No. No. You're doing it wrong. But so there's a difference between uh, cheese and crackers and like cheese and like tortilla chips. Like I'm not gonna eat. I'm not gonna like if I have a tortilla chip. What? I can't hear you. Tostitos, for example. (laughs) I'm not gonna use Tostitos to eat block cheese. Not gonna happen. When I use Tostitos, I want a little bit of liquid. I want a little bit of juice, so I use it with queso. So you mean to tell me you can just have Ritz crackers without a block of cheese? Yeah. That's disgusting. (laughs) What do you mean? Rich crackers are delicious. Queso belongs with queso. Salsa belongs with chunky. Okay, but if here's my thing. When I use toasty like chips and salsa, I want a little bit of juice to it. If I want to eat chunky salsa. There's a little bit of juice to chunky salsa, buddy. Did you not not see? Shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. I have an example. You don't. That's because I don't have chips and salsa with me. Really? What does that have to do with anything? Because I make a point. I showed you. Look, there's. You see the did juice. You have a ban- when I brought up the banana discussion. Did you have a banana? No. <laughs> you pulled out a banana Exa- in your pocket. Uh-huh. I yeah, thought I you thought were just so. excited to see me, man. No, it was behind my computer. Anyway, <laughs> when I'm use like if I want to eat chunky salsa, I'm not going to use chips with that. I'll just eat it with a damn spoon. Like, when I use Tostitos chips, like, I don't want to, like, it's too much crunch. I want a little bit of juice with it. Okay, there's juice with chunky salsa, too. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah, but it's, no, it's not the same. Okay. It's not the same. And? So, you're going to just go. Are you, say, sorry, are you saying you would rather eat Tostitos chips with, like, chunky queso? I've never had. I, it, that's queso. That's a completely different topic. But it's, but you eat it with. Tortilla chips. Tortilla chips, you need juice. Like, I don't want, like, tortilla chips give you the crunch. You need a little bit of juice to go with it. That's why, that's why restaurant style salsa is better than chunky salsa because it it adds a little more. Because queso is made by melting different types of cheeses in. Okay, let's forget it. Okay, forget about the queso. Oh, so now we're forgetting about it now. I'm just forgetting about it. Really? I'm trying to, I'm trying to enlighten you. You're not listening. See, I'm listening to you, but you're No, wrong. you're not. You're saying, no, this doesn't have any juice to it. Well, guess what? I pulled out a chip. No. There was some okay. juice in it. Here's the point I'm trying to make. The Tostito chips gives you the crunch. Great. I don't want more crunch with chunky salsa. But there's flavor to the stuff that's chunky salsa. I understand. You can have flavored restaurant-style salsa. Yeah, but you don't get the the satisfaction there is of having, like, Chipotle corn salsa or, or even this stuff, like Chipotle pepper, like... There are some been, to quote you. You just haven't had good restaurant style salsa. I have, and I'd rather prefer no chunky there's too salsa. Too much crunch. Then then there's too much crunch. You need a fifty. You need a you need a balance. It's like sweet and salty snacks. You well, need I'm, a 50-50 balance. You're being pretty salty to me. No, I'm just right. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. It's too much crunch with salty. Oh my too god! Too much crunch. I'm. I'm calling this off. I'm calling this podcast off. I'm no. That's because you don't have any more arguments because you know. No, I've made my points and I made my arguments the best of both worlds. Something your restaurant style can't do is add chunk to it. Mine can add restaurant style to chunky salsa. So we'll let the audience decide whether or not chunky or restaurant style, or as Matt put it, smooth or chunky salsa. (laughs) Smooth. Smooth. No, chunky. However, if you do decide, let us know your favorite restaurant as well, because you know me, 
I always want to go to a nice place that has some great chips and salsa. Um, You know, of course, it's probably the restaurant style. I will certainly still eat it, um, but I would rather prefer the chunky. Um, Make sure you follow us on our social media at Funny Business Entertainment, Facebook, Funny Business Entertainment, Instagram, and Funny Business E-N on Twitter. Um, We post these podcasts every Friday at 11 a.m. in the premiere if you want to watch us. If you want to see this chip example that i brought this is great salsa by the way um and i'm just i'm compl- out of words i'm hurt just out of words i'm hurt man i can't believe you put my favorite snack up against me in today's show it's bound to happen at some point I, sure yeah you had to know this was coming no i don't i don't know whenever this is coming <laughs> i know but with the amount of food stuff i've done you didn't think i was doing just gonna I, do salsa i the past couple episodes you're like I'm happy to tell you it's not a food topic. So That's because I did so many in a row. And <laughs> now we're going back to the food. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> well, tech. Ha 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 ha. Well, until next time, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>